Hello and welcome to The Rant with Sean Scott and Ant. I am Sean Faulkner alongside, of course, as always, Scott Roberts and Ant Alaco. It's good to be back with you fellas. Uh, I know we, we took a brief summer hiatus. I know personally, I think it was just the fandom uproar and just the general chaos that erupted after our, our last episode and interviewing William Hung literally beating away fans uh with a stick on the street i don't know about you guys yeah for sure it was like instant instant fame for all of us so we had to go into hiding for a couple weeks yeah it was pretty wild paparazzi was everywhere (laughs) uh but today we are returning with a very special episode baseball is right around the corner as we have been waiting patiently for a very very long time i think we talked about baseball in our second episode ever guys so today we're going to be talking about just the, uh, the overview of the new uh, Major League Baseball season and format, uh, talking through the rules, playoff format, division format, all that fun stuff. Then we're going to do some over-unders, courtesy of Andalaco, and predicting specifically some of the local market teams that we cover, the Yankees, Mets, Pirates, and Phillies. And then we'll finish up with some predictions. Well, actually, not going to finish with predictions. We're going to do predictions of every division, wild card spots, um, World Series, MVP Cy Young, uh, and then we're going to finish it off with baseball movie ranking, where we're going to select our top five baseball movies. And the caveat on this one is we all have to agree. So the three of us are going to have to agree on the top five baseballs in every single position. So it's going to be something you don't want to miss. It's going to be contentious. It will be. I'm, uh, I'm expecting to, to throw a couple expletives uh, your way specifically, Scott. So get ready for that. Let's get to it. Scott. Why don't you walk us through the format of the Major League Baseball season this year? Yeah, definitely. So uh, I I think we've touched on it in some previous episodes, the long-winded negotiations between the players and the owners throughout this pandemic on on how they wanted to approach the 2020 season. Long story short, they never came to an agreement. But what this season is, is an owner-imposed 60-game season which is going to have some rule changes. It's going to have some division realignments. Um, and so we'll touch on, on all of that here, uh, and then we'll get everyone else's take as well. But basically, the overview is it's going to be a 60-game season starting on this Friday, July 24th. And the biggest difference you're going to notice is the scheduling of the games and the divisions that have now uh, been realigned. They're going to base it off regionality of each team. So if you're on the Eastern Coast, you're most likely going to be playing East Coast teams. West Coast teams are going to be playing West Coast teams. Uh, That means they're pretty much doing away with the American League National League. The Mets will be in a division with the Yankees, Red Sox, Orioles, Blue Jays, Rays, as well as everyone from the NL East. And it's going to be very similar for for the Western and Central divisions as well. So the entire season is going to be played against your division. And uh, I think that's going to make for some really interesting new rivalries maybe to unfold. Yankees-Mets only play four times a year usually. They're going to play a lot more this year, just given the, the new alignment. And then there's some rule changes as well, but I think we can get into that a little bit later. Do you guys have any take on the divisions and what that's going to mean for this season? Yes. So I think they're, they're doing the East and the West, but they're still doing, I think, a winner out of the American League West and a winner out of the American League East. American League West and National League West, correct? Yes. Right. It'll be more like there'll be more interleague play, which will be kind of good, you know. Exactly. Play the Yankees, which is always fun to watch, even though the Yankees beat us all the time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that'll be, that'll be it'll still be fun to watch. 
Yeah, agreed. You know, you got the, the like you guys both mentioned the the subway series, and then over in California they got the freeway series with the Angels and the Dodgers, which is interesting for me because me being an Angels fan, and then my dad and brother being Dodgers fans should be should be a pretty interesting mat, couple matchups this this summer. And with all that interleague play, we get a universal DH too, correct? Exactly. Yeah, that's one of the rule changes. So National League teams will be using a DH no matter home or away. Um, so I think it's going to be an adjustment for some of those teams and coaches who have never really had to use a DH for an entire season. It changes your strategy a lot throughout the course of a game. So I think it'll be interesting for some of the older school managers who have been in the National League for a long time. Uh, it'll be an adjustment for them. Yeah, I know. I, I was thinking about this for like the Pirates, for example, you know, might be something good that helps them shake up the season. Maybe they can catch some momentum uh, with this new strategy. I know they did post a really great video earlier uh, this month, which it was sort of like a tribute video to their pitchers who rake, you know, and it's just a, a, a like a, a super cut of all the pitchers just hitting bombs or like good hits uh, throughout the years. It was a pr- kind of a short clip for Pirates pitchers who are pretty good at hitting, but still it was kind of, kind of interesting. That's like when I saw that video and it kind of hit me, Oh wow. Like Pirates are going to have a DH for the, you know, an elongated season for first time ever. So very interesting way to shake things up. Not the only way things are, or only way that they're shaking the season up, though. I know there's different rules for extra innings. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So this one's pretty big. Um, and it's actually a rule that I, I think they're taking advantage of, of them being able to try out new things. One of the biggest things about baseball is some people complain it's too long of a game. So extra inning games might really get cut shorter with this rule, which is runners on second to begin all extra innings, which is just going to increase the amount of runs scored and the likelihood of the game ending much more quickly uh, once it's gone into extra innings. It may be forever gone, the games where we see 18 innings of baseball. I know. That was like one of the rules. Because I know there's been a ton of rules that the, the league has talked about to create shorter games. Um, this might be one of the ones that, that stick. You know, I, you, I, I agree. I this rule. I really <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I think it's stupid. Like, I don't know. Isn't extra innings exciting? Like, isn't that like I, those are like sure. the most exciting games to watch? And you're just you're trying to like just end them earlier than they're supposed to end by like, this gimmick. I think it's a gimmick, but I get well, it. I mean, it, it, both teams get it. Uh, I think they're trying to take something out of college football's kind of rule book, where each team starts on the on the 25 instead of a coin flip, and each team gets a chance. I like I like college football overtime way better than NFL's overtime, and I think this is. A, an attempt at that to create some excitement earlier on in extra innings. I mean, how many times have you watched your team go into extra innings? Mets are notorious for having long, long games. I think they have (laughs) in history. How many times have you like fallen asleep because extra innings were boring for the first seven extra innings? This is going to help that create some more excitement earlier on. Each team's going to have a runner in scoring position right off the bat. Um, And so I, I think it creates some excitement and, Hopefully I won't fall asleep because I'm an old sh- schlub that like can't stay out past 11 o'clock these days. <laughs> well, I'm going to side with Ant on this. I, I think it's the longer the games are the ones that are most memorable for me. Like, I don't know. When, I, when a game's on, it's – I'm trying to think of what, what was the – it was the Cubs World Series game, right, that went into extra innings. And I, I have to stay awake for that. I have to watch it end. Like, I know I've had so many different memories, both – in person at whether, you know, the Rochester Red Wings in, at Frontier Field uh, or watching, you know, the majors on TV. 
the back and forth, you know, right when you think someone, someone scores and at the top of the inning and extra innings, you think it's going to be over. They, you know, the opposing team ties it. And it's just, I have a lot of like really fun memories watching those long games. It's part of the old school baseball that I really like. Sure. And the good news is it's not, the rule's not going to be in place for the postseason. Um, it's only for the regular season. So we'll still get that excitement in the playoff atmosphere. But I think for the regular season, it's going to definitely cut down on time of game, which is one of MLB's biggest problems. And again, I'm just going to cite the fact that I think it'll create some more excitement earlier on in extra innings. I consider myself to be somewhat of a baseball purist too. I'm not huge on like giant bat flips and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, yeah. I think is better for the game. It might, it might, it might get uh, more young fans, people watching it, which I understand. Definitely. They need, you know, but I guess I'm just a traditionalist. <laughs> um, Nothing wrong with that, Ant. I don't even like the DH in the National League. I hate that too, but you know what? We'll give it a We'll I'm with you. This year. I'm might, with you. It might actually help the Mets because they, you know, Cespedes might be able to DH for them, so it might it might help them this year. But we'll see. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah I didn't think about that. I'm curious to see how the, how the, curious to see each National League's team's like strategy to use the DH and who they pick and all that stuff. Like, are they going to do like a rotating thing or? It's just a very exciting. Yeah, I mean, the pinch hitter is going to be. I mean, the American League still used pinch hitters, but significantly less than the National League because obviously later in the game, National League teams were, were pinch hitting for their pitcher a lot. But the pinch hitter as a position is going to be a diminished role, I think, now. And the Mets had, like, three of the best hitting pitchers in baseball. So those guys aren't going to get a chance to hit anymore. Yeah. The, the Mets are fortunate because Cespedes came, is coming back from two surgeries on his heel from falling off a horse. And uh, probably – Play, play the field anymore so I think that's going to benefit them specifically but we'll see man I don't know you fell off a horse yeah it's like yeah. a freak injury oh yeah. my god I did not know that they fell off yeah. a horse like into a hole or something like, yeah yikes some uh so some other just slight rule changes these I don't think are are as big um suspended games if weather forces a game to be suspended prior to it becoming an official game, instead of the game starting from scratch, it'll just be continued at a later date. So they will not replay entire games. If a game gets rained out in the third or fourth inning, they will pick that game up from that spot. I kind of like that. Yeah, like same. That it makes sense. It allows like all the work if, if a starting pitcher is dealing and, and striking everyone out, allows their work to to not be for nothing. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it'll, those games might be a little exciting. Just, it's pretty much a six inning little league game at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind this one either. Yeah. Interesting stuff. And I did, I also did read that regular season is going to be 60 games. And I, and Scott, I don't know if you touched on this earlier, but I guess it's going to be broken down into the different, like the ratio of 40 division games. So <laughs> the Pirates, for example, will play 40 games in the National League Central. Uh, and then 20 interleague games. So they'll play 20 games with the uh, American League Central. So it's, a, it's an interesting way to, to, to change the ratio up a little bit. So I'm, I'm excited. I really i am trying to remain positive about the season. Players keep testing positive. I know uh, Yasiel Puig just tested positive and ruined his chances to getting onto the, the Braves, I think. Yeah. So I think that, that whole deal was pending a physical, which he failed. 
I know Gregory Polanco and the Pirates just got it, and I think another uh, Pirates pitcher just got it. So I'm trying to remain positive, guys. But, you know, I, I also want everyone to be safe, just hoping that it all – The numbers are pretty good, though. Like, the like not bad. players have tested positive that have been tested. Oh, yeah? Okay, well, that's good. The numbers are pretty good. Yeah, they haven't been bad. If a player gets sick during the season and they have to do a two-week quarantine, possibly more, that's a significant chunk of the season. Yeah. So if you get one of your best players, if he gets sick, I mean, teams are going to have a hard time recovering from that because of how short of a season it is and, and how long they're going to be required to be away. Yeah. Right. And I know we, got, we did get a little bit of taste. There were some exhibition games on this weekend. I know the Pirates were actually on TV, which was which awesome, awesome to see, something we, we haven't watched live sports in Pittsburgh in a while, so that was pretty sweet to watch. And are you chomping at the bit for some gambling? No comment. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. We'll see. I'm not big, big. I'm not really a big uh, baseball better, to be honest. Like, uh, mostly bet football and yeah, college basketball. Those are usually my, my two things, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if you'll be able to resist. I might not be able to. Yeah, probably. I'll probably have some fun over the day. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to bet on baseball last year. I went to the the. It's hard. Rip. The Rivers Casino, they had their, their brand-new sports book open. It is hard, man. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's, I'd rather, I'm better at betting at football and other stuff. But baseball is just – there's a lot of factors that I just weren't counting, accounting for. Like, the spreads are crazy. Like, the, the spreads are crazy. Like, big favorites, you know, you got to, like, lay out, like, a lot of money to win nothing, you know. It sucks. Yeah. Um, last rule I wanted to touch on before we get into – some over-unders and some predictions and stuff is um, in lieu of pitchers licking their fingers for some moisture on their hands, which I know is, is big for pitching. You need to just keep your hands as moist as possible to try and prevent germs on the ball and all that. They're not allowed to lick their fingers, but they are allowed to carry a wet rag in their back pocket, but keep an eye out for pitchers wiping their hands before being on the rubber, similar to when they use saliva, they have to go right to their Jersey to wipe it off. They're going to have to do the same thing with the wet rag, but it's a little bit of a different routine than licking your fingers. So there might be some box. There might be some mm. pitchers getting used to it, at least in the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah. Speaking of box, i got a very short side story. So a week ago, I was walking Annie around the neighborhood. And, you know, the Little, League, um, Little League seasons are happening here. They're, they're being pretty safe about it. Uh, and there is a field couple blocks away from my house saw a game going on I'm like what the hell I'm gonna say I'm gonna hang out and watch watch the game get back to the old, like get back to the old days a little bit when I used to play little league uh there were three blocks in this game and I gotta tell you I don't remember watching a single game whether little league or major league with that many blocks and I think it just comes down to poor coaching I was like I I mean he did to weasel my way onto this coaching staff just prevent all these blocks yeah that's just a Lack of concentration. Yeah. What is what is the ninth ward doing? I'm gonna have to get on the horn with the local political officials. That uh, that reminds me of a box story of when I played little league baseball. That I'm an awful baseball player. Always <laughs> just just terrible. Couldn't hit anything. <laughs> Probably led the league in strikeouts every year. But I was a lefty, so they liked they liked to to have me pitch. Yeah. Pretty often. And as a lefty, you're allowed to step right to first base on a pickoff move. And I did that in Little League, and I got called for a balk by an umpire. Only time I've ever seen a Little League manager get thrown out of a game. <laughs> I was awesome. too, though. It was like That's... the ump didn't even know the rules. Right. That's commitment from your coaching staff. 
that's the kind of coaching that your little league teams over there need. Yeah, that's what the ninth ward needs. You know <laughs> what? We should try and get if you if you have the the name of that coach, you remember him. We should try and get him on the show to to tell tell that story. <laughs> There's no way he remembers it, but we could try. <laughs> we could try. That'd be wild. Yeah. One thing on top of all the actual like playing style rules that I wanted to touch on was also just the, the COVID, the medical rules that, that are in place, you know, just to prevent the spread. I think they're very smart. I'm, I'm comfortable with them. It appears that the players are pretty comfortable. Um, again, you know, the season, like Scott, like you mentioned, the season that we're getting isn't really like a win between owners and players because it's kind of being, what was the term you used? Forced on us or uh, posed. Owner, owner imposed. So I think there's still a lot of work that needs to happen between the players and the owners to get in a good spot. Uh, I, you know, I still think there's a lot of animosity between both sides, but these COVID rules and, and regulations seem pretty, pretty good. Uh, I know that, that players are tested every other day. They're doing temperature checks twice a day. They're sitting in the stands or socially distant in the dugout. I believe there is a COVID specific injury list for a player like Yasiel Puig. Gregory Polanco, I think should be fine. I think he's expected to start the season as expected on Friday. And if a player does have a positive test, they need to have a negative test twice in order to return. So they're doing a lot. It's just like, you know, double checks, which is really good. There's also an antibody test uh, once a month for each for each player. So I don't know. Like, I know I'm, I'm a little skeptical about the season completing. I th- we're definitely going to get started this Thursday. Or I guess there are a couple games Thursday and then the main season, like opening day is Friday. But these regulations and rules that the players are adhering to seem to be a step in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. I agree. They're doing, they're, they're being very cautious with it, trying to stop major spreads throughout like a single team, trying to make sure everyone can at least feel the team on a daily basis. And then on top of all of those, you got the, the regulations in the actual game where I think, I believe there's not going to be any mound visits from the coach. At least I think the catcher can still go out there and alluded to them not being able to throw the ball to third or to first after a strikeout. So no around the horn. And so they're, they're taking precautions in the actual game to try to keep players away from each other as well. Mm-hmm. Folks, we're looking at a, an entirely different major league baseball season, but I think it's one that we will all enjoy. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It, it brings up an interesting question. I've been having a debate with some, some of my group chats of like, if your team wins this season, say the Mets win the world series or the angels, I know Sean's an angels fan, but also, um, likes to watch the Pirates since he's in Pittsburgh. If if your team wins the World Series, is it going to feel the same? Are you going to feel as excited as if it was an actual season? What are your guys' thoughts on that? Yes. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Well, it's, it's the rules. The rules are the rules. Right? The World Series is the World Series. I don't care if they win 20 games. You know, if the Mets win the World Series, I'm going to be happy. That might be the only one I ever see in my lifetime. I'm going to be excited about it, you know? Will it feel the same, though? Like – as if it was a 162-game season? Like, I think so. Will, will you, when you're talking about it, like, will your first thought be, yeah, well, it was only 60 games? No. It would be like, we just won the World Series. This is awesome. It's never going to happen. We're owned by the Wilpons, but it's, you know, if it does happen, I'm, there's no excuses. You go out there and win. That, that's a good point, too, because as soon as you – when you asked that, my initial thought was, I think there will always be a part of me thinking, well, you know, like the asterisk thinking about it like a 60 game season but as ant was responding i was kind of swayed the other way you know i mean every every team has the same opportunity every team is playing 60 games you know it's there sure 
I would, you know, I would make the argument that it's harder to win a World Series during a shortened season because there's no room for error. You could. I think it's, you know, like if you have a bad two weeks to begin the season, you're already like, you're already behind the eight ball a little bit. I think it's harder. It might be harder to win a World Series this year. If a good team gets a couple players sick or like injuries. Anybody's, it's anybody's ball game, wide open. Yeah, and I, I mean, you can, you can look back to last season. The Washington Nationals won the World Series. They had one of the worst first halves in baseball history before going on to win the World Series. That can't happen to a team this year. Right. You lose five, six games in a row, you're pretty much done. Yeah. Like, it just can't happen with this few games. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, look at the, at the Braves last year, right? They won like uh, 97 games or whatever. They were the second best record in the league or whatever. And then they got just completely crushed by the Cardinals in the playoffs. Right, so I think that kind of bolsters the point where a team can do really well in a 162 season game, or game season rather, and you know shit the bed in the playoffs and be out. Just because we're down to a 60 game season, a team can go to do really well, like completely crush it, but also shit the bed just as you know just the same way. So I'm gonna be pretty pumped if the Angels win. And I gotta tell you, I've read a lot of articles say that some of the moves that the Angels did and having Shohei Otani. Uh, in a 60-game ga- season uh, is a really interesting factor to have on a, on a, on a roster. Uh, but we'll get to that when we get to the predictions. But, no, I, I'm going to side with Ant on this one. Uh, I, I think I'll always know it would be a 60-game season. Yeah, sure, but I would just be as excited. Yeah, and I agree with you guys. I'm going to be – I'll be psyched if the Mets win the World Series. I'll, I'll be going nuts. But it, something in the back of my mind makes me feel like I'm always just going to – think when I think back on the win it was only 60 games and that doesn't diminish the fact that they won it's just like like you said Sean it's just an asterisk next to the yeah. season but like Ann also said win the World Series win the World Series so yeah gonna stop me from calling the Mets World Series champs all of next year everyone's going for the gold baby all right so let's uh let's dive into predictions a little bit more granularly uh and talk about who's gonna win each division picks the wild card spots because I think it is important to note that although the the regular season is diminished to 60 games the playoffs I think are pretty much un, untouched that's the the same same format uh you know three division winners and then two wild card teams that play a, a, a wild card playoff game so um how do you guys want to do this you want to take it to divi- each go or do our own thing or take it we'll go one division at a time and then we'll each share I think we go division at a time. We each say who was going to win the division. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. And why don't you kick us off? Or no, actually, by the way, we did just uh, completely gloss over the over-unders. We can so, do those after. We'll do them after. All right, we'll do those after. I like that, too, because we can talk about – there's no spoilers in our, in our picks. All right, Ant, kick it off. Uh, AL East is the first one I did, and I picked the Yankees to win that division. I also have the Yankees winning that division as much yeah. as me. Oh, I know it was it was tough to write to write this down here, but I think this one was probably the easiest, biggest no brainer of the of the whole uh, decision making process here. You know, some of the best young talent on their offense. Uh, Aaron Judge looking pretty good in some of the exhibition exhibition games, uh, and then you add Garrett Cole to that. Uh, bullpen or not the bullpen but the uh um, pitching rotation yeah i think they're just gonna be nasty i think they're gonna be un 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 fucking stoppable 
and it sucks to say. It's like we all hate the Yankees very much, but uh, yeah, that's an easy one. All right. AL Central, I went with the Twins. I am going with the Twins. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to change last minute, but I, cha- I decided not to. Well, I kind of want to change mine up now because I said the Twins too, but uh, I do think they are going to win. They played really good ball last year. Again, pretty like young roster. I just don't – I don't see any other team Indian, stepping up. Indians are pretty good too. I think it's in between them too. It could be close. That's who I was going to change to, but I decided not to. <laughs> I feel like they're just, their lineup's very good, very deep lineup. You know, they could, they could score a lot of runs. So mm-hmm. I almost went with the White Sox on this one. I was really close. To be honest with you, I think what Tim Anderson, that he is just an incredible ball player. Uh, I know they they also have a really uh, awesome top prospect. Uh, shit, blanking on his name, Luis something. He's in the White Sox, right? I'm not sure who you're referring to. Luis Robert or Luis Robert? I think they're going to be good soon, but I think they're like another year or two away from like yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then you have the Royals, who I think are going to be pretty awful. Yeah, yeah, Tigers are trash, man. They are <laughs> so bad. They were like absolute bottom of the pile last year, weren't they? Yeah, they're horrible. Yeah, they're bad. Oh, the they Orioles. Were, I don't know if they won 40 games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look that up. Um, but yes, I also have the Twins. I think that's gonna be a pretty pretty easy uh, title for them to lock up. American League West. I went with the Astros, even though everyone hates them. They're the cheating <laughs> Astros, but they're still a very talented team, and I feel like they're still the favorites to win that division. Yeah. Um, they're the obvious choice. I'm actually going to not pick them, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Angels for my boy Faulkner over there. Yeah. I think they got a lot better. I think the Rendon signing is a very good signing. I think the point you made about Otani in a, in a shortened season um, helps alleviate some of the, the innings he's going to be putting out there as well as uh, the offensive pressure for him. And then obviously any team with Mike Trout um, can't write him off. And I think Mike Trout finally gets into the playoffs this year. God, music to my ears. Um, yeah, I I also went with the Angels. And I, I thought about this one a lot because I really didn't want to have a bias selection. But I really think that this is I think the sixty game format really benefits this roster. Really benefits the rotation. Because honestly the rotation isn't the best. And we made I know they really tried hard to get Garrett Cole. Uh the Yankees outbid him. Um which that would have been incredible. We ended up signing uh Julio Tehran from Atlanta last year who had a pretty pretty good campaign last year. So they bolstered the rotation a little bit. Obviously, we've got a healthy Shohei Otani, which, you know, is, I think, a really, really awesome tool and weapon to have on a roster in a 60-game season. I mean, um, I have to imagine he's going to be DHing as many games as possible. Uh, and then when he, you know, obviously is on the mound, I'm super excited to see it. You know, he had to see his health issues last year. And, again, with any roster with Mike Trout, cannot be counted out. The Astros are going to be horrible this year. They're not going to be horrible. They're going to be really good. Uh, But I do think that the Angels edge them out 
slightly. It's going to come down to the wire. I don't think they'll they'll win by over three games. It's going to be it's going to be a tough one. But can we uh, talk about can we talk about how like no one needed some distraction like a global pandemic, like the Houston Astros to take the Cubs yeah. off of them. Talk about a bailout, man. Unreal. Unreal. And in a shortened season, like, I was excited for the Astros to break the hit-by-pitch record in baseball. And now they're not even going to do that. Right, because obviously there's, there's little margin for, for doing that now that we've got a shortened season. For error, less games. It's like they, they made out like bandits. Literally like bandits. <laughs> I know. It fills me with rage, to be honest with you. Complete rage. Yeah, Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon. Holy shit, look out. That is some serious power on that roster. I'm very looking forward to it. All, All right. right. No league. Or we do want to do wild card spots. Did you guys pick wild card spots? I picked wild card spots. I didn't, but I could do them off. You the can. Yeah, let's go American League wild card. Um, I'll kick this one off. I had the Astros with the wild card one. Like I said, I think it's going to be a really tight race between them and the Angels in the West. Uh, then had the White Sox. Timmy Anderson leading that charge. Uh, they still have a lot of a good, I think, balance of uh, young talent and bets on that squad. Um, so I, I picked the White Sox as the second wild card. I think the Astros will probably beat them in that wild card game, but uh, those are the two I had. I got the Indians and the Rays. They're going to be my two picks. I nice. think the Rays have a very good pitching rotation. Rays are good. They're an underrated team. And obviously the Indians, you know, they have Lindor. They have a good squad too. So I feel like both of those teams could make the playoffs. Yeah. I got the, the Astros and also the Rays. I think the Rays Ooh. I think the Rays actually have one of the better teams. Unfortunately, they're in the division with the Yankees, who just, I just don't see anyone beating them, at least in the regular season. God, how great would that be, though? They're going to have a good year. That would be awesome if the Rays beat the Yankees this year in the division. Fucking incredible. But hey, you never know. Yeah, <laughs> true. Stan's going to be right. hurt the first week anyway, just like always. So, Yeah, maybe they get off to a slow start and they just can't recover. No amount of firepower from Garrett Cole will be able to save them. <laughs> That'd be some, that would be some serious shit. All right, let's kick it over to the National League East. Ant? This was the hardest one for me because I feel like mm-hmm. the division is so tight, you know, but – I went with the Braves. I feel like they have the youngest, most talented roster in the division. Obviously, Freddie Freeman and Okuna are both awesome players. So, I went with them. I went with the Braves. I also have the Braves. You you pretty much summed it up. I, I think their pitching staff is young, too. Freddie Freeman's a perennial all-star. Uh, Albies is unreal. Um, Okuna is unreal. Yeah. So, I, I think – I think they're just a really young, talented team. Um, so I, I have the Braves as well. But I think this will be one of the closest divisions, top to bottom. I would agree with that. Marlins suck, but the other teams are all pretty pretty solid. Yeah, this was a tough one, you know. But I, I did land on the Braves as well, uh, mainly because of Ronald Acuna Jr. He is just such a dynamic player. Unbelievable. And then he's also got, you know, Josh Donaldson and Freddie Freeman on his sides, which – by the way, the three of those finished in the top 11 of MVP voting last year. So when you have three in the top 11, I think it's a pretty, pretty serious offense. And I know they've got a lot of young pitching talent too. So like Mike Sorok, I think is how it's pronounced. He 
went 13 and four last year. He was runner up for rookie of the year. Uh, I think he's in a good spot to have a really solid year. Uh, even I think was considered in the, in the Cy Young voting um, process a little bit, but I think with, with that young talent, also with the vets of Freeman, it's kind of weird to think of Freddie Freeman as a vet now, but he is plus Josh Donaldson. I think it's a pretty good bet. NL Central. I went with the Cardinals here. Uh, I like I think I think Jack Flaherty is their ace this year. I think he's gonna have a big year for them. Um, obviously they have they have some they have Goldschmidt. They have some really good hitters on that team. I, I don't think their Cubs are as good as they used to be. So I think the Cardinals are the team to beat in that division. I'm going with the Milwaukee Brewers. Whoa! All right. The Milwaukee Brewers have a have a great team. Um, Christian Yelich back from injury. If he didn't get hurt end of last year, it could have potentially been another MVP year for him. Um, they did lose Yasmani Grandal, their catcher, but I think uh, I think they'll be okay. They're they're going to be a good team. I think you said it, Ant. The Cubs just don't scare me as much as they used to. Um, I, I think. They have some contract issues on what they're going to do with Chris Bryant. Um, Javi Baez is a stud, but I just they just don't scare me as much as they did two years ago. Um, so I, I agree, and I think the Brewers will just edge out the Cardinals, but I think that will be a very tight race to the end. I uh, So this is a good one because we all had three different teams, which is awesome. So I went with the Cubbies. Uh, I, I kind of see them as last year's. Nationals, a lot of vets, a lot of older folks. Um, I think they have their obviously the rotation, you know, with Lester, Darvish, and, and Hendricks. I think it's like a really solid team of all like veteran pitchers, and I think that will that will be beneficial for them in the long run. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of endurance required from a pitching rotation this year, um, and I think they have it. I I know they're they are an older squad. But they also still have you – know, well, I guess Schwarber's still young. But they still have uh, Jason Hayward, Anthony Rizzo, and Chris Bryant uh, on their offense. I think it's a pretty balanced team from an offensive standpoint and, and with the rotation. So I'm going to go with the Cubbies. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Uh, and out west, last one. Got to go with the Dodgers. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Dodgers. It's just – They just added – It's chalk. We just – Probably they just had one of the best players in the league who are already a very good team. I'm going with the Dodgers. Yeah. You went here. Yeah. It's gotta be the Dodgers. It was also my I would say that was an easier pick than the Yankees were in the AL East. So uh adding Mookie Betts was a nail in the coffin to any other team in the league in the West and in the National League in my opinion. Uh I'm really excited for this. I I root for them low-key just because I want to see my dad be happy when they win the World Series and my brother. Really want that to happen soon. Um, they've been so close and completely shook the bed in the past couple of years. So I think this is – this could be it. This could be it. And I know we're getting to World Series predictions uh, in a little bit here. But, yeah, what, what a goddamn team. Yeah, they'll, I think they'll have the most wins in baseball this year in the regular season. For sure. Wild card in the National League, Ant. Uh, I 
want to say the Mets, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, I'll probably go the Nationals. And I'll probably go the Phillies, I think. Those are my two. Wow, three NL East teams making it. Yeah. Interesting. I Phillies are going to be good this year. I really do. I agree. It will be. It will be. I'm going to... I'm going to put my heart on the line here. And I'm going to say the Mets. <laughs> and I, what was that laugh? What the fuck was that? And I'm also going to say, I don't like the look Faulkner is giving me here. What? I believe in you. I would love for the Mets to win the wild card. A wild that, card spot. That was too genuine of a laugh. All right. I'm, I'm going to say I'm the serious. Mets. And I'm going to say the Cardinals. I went with Phillies and Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, the Reds are – a lot of people like the Reds this year. Yeah, you know, I think they're a kind of a underrated ball club. I think they're going to go, you know, distance make a wild card spot. I think the Phillies would beat them in that matchup. Bryce Harper's looked good. I think he's going to hit – kind of hit his stride. Why? I mean, not that he hasn't hit his stride with the Phillies, but – uh, they were teeing off on Max Scherzer the other day in an exhibition. I know it was just an exhibition game, but hey, I don't know. I think I think they're going to be a really good squad. So Phillies and Phillies and Reds for me. Okay. I'm going to take it one step further and say the Mets are going to win a wild card game. Whoa, old shit, Roberts. I love it. My confidence is is growing. <laughs> By the minute, I, we can see. No playing, so my confidence isn't that high. Yeah. He's better with him on the bench, I think. Really? 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 I I don't know. I'm not a fan. I'm a fan. Well, I digress. What are your guys' thoughts on Marcus Stroman? He's vastly overrated. And I think, I don't know, I'm not, not a big fan. No, I like him. I don't know. I think he got. I think he's got some swag on the on the mound, and uh, I love his energy when he's pitching well. I, I know he's not a strikeout guy. He's a ground pitcher, um, which is kind of against what most of the stars in the game are this day and age. If you don't have like the strikeout stuff, you don't usually get um, as much credit. But I think he is a very good pitcher. Um, if Syndergaard wasn't hurt, he becomes probably the best third starter in, uh, at least in the National League. But, I mean, the fact that he had to move up to the number two spot in the rotation, um, I still think he can do it, and I still think he's a good pitcher. But uh, okay. I would much rather him be our third pitcher than our second pitcher. Yes, I agree. He's from Long Island, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yep. I think he Hometown plays. Hometown kid. He, yeah. Um, I got to tell you, I'm looking at this uh, pitching rotation for the Mets. It's it's pretty goddamn good. I would I would trade it instantly with the Angels rotation. With Just I mean, imagine if Syndergaard was healthy. Well, right. Well, he's on the list, but but still, um, uh, is wait. I'm looking at Juris uh, Juris Familia. Is he? Uh, didn't he get pinched for steroids last year? Two years ago, he got he got suspended for domestic abuse. Was that last Ooh. year? It was two years ago. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Okay. He had a domestic 
incident. Um, he's awful. What a D hole. He's awful. Also cost us a 2015 World Series. Also, so I'm just saying, like Jacob DeGrom, Stroman, Stephen Matz, Rick Porcello, which I know he was a big name in Detroit for a while on that rotation. Not bad. In Boston. Yep. Not bad. It'll be good. We'll see. I'm rooting for you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Need that support. All right. So let's uh, kick over to uh, even higher stakes. Let's talk World Series. Yeah. You want to start, Ant? I have the Yankees being the Dodgers in the World Series. Oh, no. Laying a lot of chalk there. I I have it the reverse way. I have the Dodgers beating the Yankees. Okay. And Kershaw finally gets his ring. That's good. Well-deserved. I picked the Dodgers as well. I actually didn't think to to who they beat, but I'm going to do that right now. And I'm going to say they beat the Twins. Oh. Wow. Think, I think the Yanks are going to get to the playoffs and maybe lose, lose, lose some momentum, lose some steam. I think the Twins just have the know-how and the expertise to do it. I don't think I can handle the Yankees World Series this year. 2020 uh, had enough. Don't do that to us, too. Yeah, that, that, that would be uh, the, the straw that broke Camel's back for me. See. <laughs> I just, that'd be that'd be horrific. Emotionally, I don't think I can handle it. It's just been such a shit year. No. <laughs> to throw that on top of everything that's happened. Yeah, no, that'd be horrible. I think most of America could agree. I mean, obviously, aside from the New York Yankees market, uh, that Yankees World Series would be a really horrible way to finish this year. Um. All right, so Yankees, Dodgers, Dodgers. I think we were pretty aligned with all of our predictions, aside from, I want to say, the the NL Central and the NL East. You're kind of all over the board, but pretty yeah. pretty uh, aligned. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I all of us would be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the uh, Angels beat the Pirates in the World Series. That'll be something. Oh, hey, buddy, I hate to break it to you. Pirates got no shot. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> they, they might They're, not win 15 games this year. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. They're going to be terrible. They're going to be terrible. I, uh, more wins than the Pirates and the Orioles combined, I think. <laughs> it might. Yeah. I think, I think you might be right on that, sadly. It's going to be a rough, rough year for Pittsburgh baseball, but – I don't know. We'll see. They started off last year hot. I'm, I'm thinking maybe they could do the same, but with uh, their the entire team salary, excuse me, the entire team salary uh, equaling about three quarters of Garrett Cole's contract alone, I don't think there's uh, any potential there, which is, is true. Maybe it's not three quarters, but it's close to it. Ah, sad, sad season in Pittsburgh. Bucko Nation here. Uh, let's talk about MVPs and Cy Youngs uh, for the American League and National Leagues, respectively. Ant, who you got? AL MVP, I got Mike Trout. Mm, yeah. NL MVP, I got Mookie Betts. Those are my two picks. Ooh. Very good choices. 
Um, Mike Trout is the obvious choice in the American League. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Ronald Acuna. I like it. Good pick. Scott, uh, I have the exact same predictions. Uh, but just to mix it up, uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with Mike Trout, obviously. He's the greatest human on earth. Uh, but for the National League, I'm going to switch it up and say, hmm, Teflon. Teflon, Teflon. I kind of want to say Mookie, but I don't want to say Mookie. Bellinger. I'm going with Cody Bellinger. The Dodgers. Nice. National League okay. MVP. Okay. Just to shake things up. So yeah, okay. two MVPs out of out of Southern California. That team's so good. Yeah, it's okay. unreal, unreal. God, my dad. It, if they don't win the World Series this year, my dad's gonna be so pissed. Dodgers fans in general are just gonna have a tough time with that one. Yeah, Justin Timberlake's really gonna, really gonna be down in the dumps. <laughs> yeah, sure he'll forget about it the next day. Um, Cy Young winners. Uh, AL, I went with Garrett Cole. NL, I went with Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> Three-time winner, baby, let's go! It ain't broke, don't fix it. Can't bet against DeGrom. Exactly. He's nasty. Exactly. He is nasty. Um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Cole as well for the Yanks. And I can't not say Jacob DeGrom. Three-time Cy Young winner, baby. Let's go. Well, shit. I have the same goddamn two. So, all right. I'm going to pick – I'm going to switch it up again. Uh, American League Cy Young winner. It's going to blow your effing minds. Shohei Otani. Shut up. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> He's oh, not yeah. going to pitch enough games to be eligible. Yes, he will. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> No, no, he's going to be just... hurt his rotator cuff week two, and he's just going to be a DH. Incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> Wholeheartedly disagree. Um, At least our hometown pick has merit to it. Yeah. <laughs> merit. Well, you do have merit behind it, yeah. I'm just going out of the limb. I just want to pick somebody other than Garrett Cole. I just want to mix like it up it. for our listeners, you know? No one wants to hear Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole. It's not Pittsburgh anymore. God damn it. Look at him. I'm all riled up. I'm all flustered. <laughs> um, and then for the National League, I also had DeGrom. Uh, shit. Uh, I do think Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals could be a dark horse this year. Yeah? So, you know, young. I think he's going to have a really good year. Uh, I'm going to stick with the stick with the I'm going to stick with the Southern California uh, theme of mine and go Clayton Kershaw. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, mix things up a little bit. Never underestimate Max Scherzer either. Yeah. Uh, I think that the kid from Atlanta is going to have a good year too. Soroka? Yeah, Mike Soroka. Soroka. Mike Soroka, Soroka. Yeah. Rookie rookie of the year runner-up. He was 13-4 and last year. Yeah. Pretty good. Oh, God, all this talk about baseball makes me want to watch it right now. Um, Can't wait. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, all right. So that ends our prediction segment for the Major League Baseball 60-game season. Looking forward to it. 
Uh, next up, we got a couple over unders, courtesy of Ant, our resident gambling expert. Uh, let's talk some. Uh, let's talk some over unders. What uh, you got the numbers up? I do. Yeah. So uh, here we go. So Ant, the over under you put for, and I don't know if the uh, this is probably the official over under yeah, uh, of, uh, of, of the official over under for the Yankees. And and again. We are doing uh, just local local market teams as much as I wanted to, and I might pick the Angels, but no one on this, no one listening to this podcast gives two flying shits about the Angels. Um, so we kept it with local market teams, you know, mainly New York City and Pennsylvania. So the Yankees over under thirty seven and a half games. It's a high number. It is, it is really high. You know what? I'm going to go under. I think they win like 36 games. So, going under. Right. I'm taking the over. Okay. Their, okay. their lineup's too, it's just too good. I'm going to go with the under. Uh, I, I think 37.5 is a really high number. Um, and I think they are going to be really close to it, but I, I think they're going to go with the under. I'm thinking like 35, 36 games. All right, so Ant went with the under, Scott over, Sean under. I am recording this, by the way. Just for shits and giggles, I looked up the Dodgers over under. It's at 38, so that's interesting to see them have a little bit higher than the Yanks. Very interesting. I think they hit that over. I think they do, too. But we'll see. I think they've got le less competition in the, uh, in the West. Yeah. Than the Yanks do in the East, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, all right. The moment two of us have been waiting for the Mets thirty-one and a half games under. It's a tough number. I think they're. I don't know. I'm. I'm. Everyone's like hyping the Mets up a lot this year. I'm a little worried about their pitching. Damn it, Ant! I'm taking the over. <laughs> God. Mets bullpen terrifies me, so they're not winning. But Tances, he's our savior. Yeah, until he gets he's hurt. our savior. <laughs> I'm I'm just Edwin Diaz is going to bounce back here. I need some confidence out of you, buddy. You ain't going to get it. He's going to revert back to 2015 regular season. Yeah, uh, I'm going under. Sorry, Scott. My pep talk did nothing for you, huh? Uh, the vision's oh, they're Pete! The vision's too good. That's got to work on his motivational skills. All right. Maybe I'm, I'm just Maybe I'm not as confident as I'm letting off. I think you're, off. I think you're just being optimistic. I think you're crying on the inside. The Steve Cohen talk's got me fired up again, so I'm amped. All right. What, what do you think? Over or under? Uh, I'm going to go with the under. I really, I don't like the, the 60 game season. God, I want to pick the over so bad, but I'm just thinking about the division. Yeah. The biggest thing. You made such a good point that like the schedule is so different that you're just playing like a finite number of teams and the teams that the East have to play is just drastically better than a lot of the other two divisions. Like I mean, no the Mets. Says the Marlins, like everyone else is tough, you know. Yeah. Oh God. 
Marlins, Marlins going to be a train wreck. Yeah, but they always play the Mets hard too. Like I think they always. Or, them- Orioles will be a train wreck too. Yeah. Yeah, my older brother will not be happy about that. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under. I really want to pick them to win 32 games, Scott. I really do. But I think they're just going to come. Also, we're close to man- it. We got a rookie manager too. Like that's a big thing. This is his first year. Under all these circumstances with all this going on, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel oh. like we had like a proven commodity and manager, but we don't. That's a good point. Well, now I'm fucking depressed. <laughs> all right, we gotta we got let's let's uh, pep Scott up a little bit and talk about a ball club that's even worse than the Mets, the Pittsburgh <laughs> Pirates. Bucko Nation, baby, let's raise that Jolly Roger. Uh, this over under is asinine. I'm just yeah, saying. it's low as shit, man. Uh, I think all the, the the Pirates fans listening here uh, are going to be quite shocked. The over under for the Pirates this year is 25 and a half games. <laughs> super low, super embarrassing. Um, hammering the under. Me too. I think this is too high. Yeah, well, they might not win 20 games. <laughs> this is this is too high of an over under. Too high, you think? At like 17 and a half. <laughs> they have nobody. Who do they have? Well, they got rid of Marte. Polanco's been awful for the last two years. He's hurt yeah. all the time. I'm super pissed. I'm pissed they got rid of uh, Corey Dickerson. He's my favorite. He's my favorite pirate. Uh, Marte also is gone. Yeah, you've got Starling Marte. You've got what, uh, uh, Kevin... Uh, Newman, Brian Reynolds, the, the the young guys on the team that, that did really well last year. You're saying names I don't even know. Well, hold on. Well, goddamn it, bitch. Uh, let me tell you. Uh, let me. They tell still you have about... uh, the pitcher who had testicular uh, Tyson, Jameson Tyson. Is that his name? Oh, Jameson Tyone. Tyone. That's right. He was really good for a while, but he was he was young. Yeah, he's still on the team. Yeah. No, he's really good. Joe Musgrove is our, is our ace this year. <laughs> and we still got Chris Archer in the rotation. Oh, God. Oh, my God. You know, oh, you remember Chris Archer, the guy that uh, they traded away? Fucking, uh, was it Austin Meadows away for? And, oh, that was the worst trade ever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we still got Josh Bell. Come on, Josh Bell's the star of the game of the team. Yeah, he's all right. He's not bad. Okay, the guy was on fire with doubles last year. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm a big Adam Frazier guy. I like all second basemen. Um, but uh, yeah, I think past past Josh Bell and Gregory Polanco, and even those two young guys, Newman and Brian Reynolds, there's not much there. Not a lot of depth. Pitching rotation is, is horrific, um, as is the bench. So, all that said, I'm hammering the over. 26 games for the Buckos. <laughs> <laughs> your, your bias is, is unmatched tonight. It is unmatched. It is. It is. Uh, you know, I'm drinking an Icy Light Mango. Icy Light, official, official beer of the Buckos. I am uh, I'm all about the Pirates this year. No, they're going to be really bad. Uh, 
don't know. I think 26 games is doable for them. I really do. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't think they sniff it. <laughs> You're an asshole, Scott. <laughs> I said, like, if the under was 18 and a half, I'd still take the under. <laughs> I would too. Oh, I guess they're dicks, man. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Let's let's switch gears. So we put the Phillies on here. Um, Carrie, our our producer, is our exec or our resident Philly fan. Uh, Thirty-one and a half games. I'm going with the over. Yeah. I think they're going to be good this year. I think, uh, you know, I like the addition of uh, their new manager. I think he's a good manager. He's a hard ass, but he's good. Um, I think Bryce Harper is in his second year. I think he's going to be a little more comfortable this year with the Phillies. Uh, they signed the Mets pitcher, Zach Wheeler. I think it's going to be pretty good for them. Uh, I think the Phillies are going to be a good team this year. And, uh, yeah, Joe Girardi's a good manager, too. I was hoping the Mets would get Joe Girardi, but he's not uh, woke enough, I guess. You know, he's, he's an old-school kind of manager. He's not a, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, I would agree. I think uh, over was – this was a pretty easy one, I think, for me. Uh, I'm taking I, the I, Oh, you're, you're <laughs> so sour, Scott. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to see Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say I'm looking at their roster and um I, you're gonna think I'm on drugs for taking this under just with the, the names here. Um, Reese Hoskins really scares me. Yeah, he's an animal. Guy's unreal, and he crushes Mets <laughs> constantly. Um, McCutcheon, JT Ralmute, Zach Wheeler, DD Gregorius. I mean, they've got some players. All that said, taking the under. It makes sense if you don't think about it, taking that under. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. Yeah. I'm excited to see Andy McCutcheon light it up this year. I think he's looked really good from what I've seen in exhibition, spring, spring training. I'm using that in air quotes, but pretty exciting stuff from the, the Phillies. My cousin Mike will be – I think he's going to be very happy with the, uh, the outcome – this year for the Phillies. Uh, all right. I think that that's it, right? That concludes our over under segment. All right. So now we wanted to switch things up a little bit and still keep the conversation on baseball, but with the Hollywood cinema twist. Uh, so now we're going to be ranking our top five baseball movies of all time. And like I said, at the top of the show, uh, the caveat is we're going to have to all agree on the top five at every position. Um, it's not just the top five in every order, but the top five in any order, rather, the top five in exact order. So, um, boy, so let's start. How do, how do we want to start? By giving our own ranking and then from that ranking, chiseling it down? Yeah, start, maybe, we, maybe we throw out, like, couple of our favorites each, and then we try to narrow it down from there? I think that's a swell idea. Does that make sense? Scott, why don't you kick us off? All right. Um, Bill Durham's got to be on the list. That might be number one for me. Um, Field of Dreams. It's also on my list. 
Ant's shaking his head. We're going to have a, a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't make my list, but it's a good movie. The Sandlot. Yes. It's on my list. Um, I'll give you two more, so we have five to start. Uh, Major League. Yes. Is, is on my list. And now I'm torn. There's a couple newer movies that I really like. These aren't on my like Moneyball. I thought was was good. Um, Trouble with the Curve. I thought was decent. But I think I'm gonna go with an an old school classic. It's really not that old school, but The Rookie. Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. That is not something I was expecting. Dude, it's just one that whenever it's on, I watch it. I'm not agreeing with this list. With that on the list. You can have the rookie on it, which is fine. Okay. Well, I got to tell you, there's a lot of, uh, I had a lot of similarities until that last one there. Um, (laughs) And why don't you you say yours, and then we'll, we'll have a pool at least to start chiseling away at. All right, I went with Walt Durham, number one. The original Bad News Bear, number two. Moneyball, number three. Major League, number four. And Sandlot, number five. Those are my top five. Okay, okay. Well, this is going to get interesting. Um, Okay. So, for my list, I had Bull Durham, number one. Which, it sounds like we're all... We're all squared away on that, so, which is good, which is good. And I have Field of Dreams number two. Um, I had number three, A League of Their Own. Oh, classic. Tommy Hanks. I mean, that is just a goddamn masterpiece. A master class in cinema. Tom Hanks, I, I, an all-star cast. Just comedy left and right, doesn't end. There's no crying um, in baseball. Yes, exactly. Probably one of the more quotable baseball movies of all time. Yeah, it's up there. Um, Major League, number four for me. And then I had at number five, which I'm shocked that no one else had this one, The Natural. The Natural is good. One we left off that I think deserves some, some props, maybe an honorable mention, is Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big part of my childhood, and that in alongside my aunt living in Anaheim was a big reason I became an Angels fan. Did you guys like 42, the Jackie Robinson movie? I did. That was all right. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. And I think we saw that together in Portland. We did, yes. Yeah. I think we got yeah. tetanus from that shitty theater from Yeah. On <laughs> Avenue. Cortland Theater. Yeah. We all yeah, that was that was the special. You'd pay three dollars for a movie ticket and the tetanus came for free. <laughs> yeah. You tested for hepatitis too in there. Oh god, it's horrific. It's more like my laundry hamper in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um yeah. okay. So uh it sounds like we it's better off if we work from number one backwards. Because mm-hmm. I think more of our agreeing agreeance was at the top of the list. So Bull Durham number one baseball movie. Easy. Agreed, right? Yeah, that's an easy one. Okay. I, that was uh, I quoted that in my senior yearbook, actually, believe it or not. Um, okay, number two. What did you guys have again? I had Field of Dreams. I had Field of Dreams, too. Okay, so we all... We'll go with Field of Dreams, because you guys both had it. So. Okay. 
All right, number two. This is where it's, it's going to get pretty interesting, I think. Um, by the way, Scott, I want to go back to your earlier comment. Kind of can't believe that the trouble with the curve was even mentioned on this call. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think we're just gonna I think we're just gonna have I'm gonna have, I'm gonna tell Carrie to bleep you out when you say that and to bleep it out <laughs> when I say it. You, um, you to it? What? You hated it too? I actually like that movie. It just wouldn't be in my top five. Oh. Agreed. Agreed. I think it's a good movie. It just it does not hold a candle to any of the other movies. Oh no! Movie. And I was just kind of mentioning some of the modern day movies that I liked, but yeah, it, it wasn't ahead of any of the other ones that we mentioned. Okay. It's a movie, Fair enough. Though. Fair enough. That's the movie where my dad was like, "Wow, that that Justin Timberlake really can't do it all." We <laughs> <laughs> have a bit of a man crush on him. What can he say? Um, okay, number three. Uh, I had a league of their own. Scott Ant. Uh, I believe I had the Sandlot at number three. I could definitely be swayed. I had. I would. I would want Bad News Bears in my number three. If that's my number two. Bad News Bears is really good. It is. What? It definitely does not hold up in the the current environment, but it is a comedy, comedy masterpiece. Even I will say. The remake was pretty good, but the original was just on. <laughs> the remake's really funny too, but I, yeah, if we're gonna put one on, it's gonna be the older one. Okay, so I will I will forfeit League of Their Own, although I think it's effing great for the Sandlot or Bad News Bears. We just need to figure out which one. What are the other ones that we that we've agreed on? Number one and two. Right, anything else past those two that we agreed on? Major League, I think we're all agreement. Yeah, I think maybe Major League goes at three. Okay, okay. That's fair. We'll do Major League at three. Also, have you guys ever seen the movie 61? Yes. That was... That made honorable mention on my list. I freaking love that movie. Good movie. Scott, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. It is directed by Billy Crystal. Um, and it stars... Two of the greatest actors of our generation, Barry Pepper and Thomas Jane. Um, and it's just about the, the Yankees, the uh, Mickey Mantle, uh, Joe, Joe DiMaggio, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, home uh, run race. Maris, right? Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I'm completely blanking today. There one too many icy lights, I think. Uh, yeah, the Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris home run race. Um, really good movie. Uh, have it on digital video disc if you ever want to borrow it, Scott. I will absolutely borrow it. I probably didn't watch it solely because it's about the Yankees. Well, I I know, and that does suck, but it is a really goddamn good movie. All right, so we've got uh, Bull Durham at one, Field of Dreams at two, Major League at three. We just need to fill the vacancies of four and five. What did you have for four? Well, I had Major League, so we're all good there. So my remain remaining movies are A League of Their Own and The Natural. I, I want to make one more push for The Rookie. Uh, <laughs> Scott, I don't want to hear the words The Rookie out of your mouth ever again. <laughs> Granted, a, a good movie. I saw it in theaters with my, with my folks. Uh, it, it's not in the top ten. I have Moneyball here. I could be persuaded on Moneyball. I have Moneyball and Sandlot left. I feel like 
But I, Bad News Bears doesn't bother me that much here either. Me here either. You guys ever seen the movie Ed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, Matt LeBlanc? Yeah, I've seen it. No. Oh, I'm thinking of the movie Eddie with uh, Whoopi Goldberg's basketball oh. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also Ed's, good. Ed's the one with Matt LeBlanc and a monkey. Oh, God. That. I've, no, I know. I've never seen it. Just never seen it. We'll mention. Yeah. <laughs> sure, Airbus, Scott. We're gonna... <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I'm fine with putting bad news bears at four. I'll put anything. I don't, I'm, I'm indifferent. Boy, oh, boy. Moneyballs is a good movie. I mean, that's, that's like a, an Academy Award winning film. For me, though, like, so I, for me, rewatchability was a big factor in, in my list. You know, I've seen Moneyball one time ever, so I, I struggle to put it on here. Not that it's not good. It's very good. It's written by Aaron Sorkin, one of my favorite screenwriters, Syracuse alumni. How can I, you know, dismiss it? But, you know, for a rewatchability standpoint, the natural, I mean, the Sandlot is also up here if that's available. But it kind of sounds like we're skewing towards Bad News Bears for number four. I yeah? I think it's a classic. I think you got to... I'm fine with it. Uh, Sandlot's not on the list yet? No. I didn't realize no. that. I'm going to make a hard push for Sandlot at five if Bad News Bears is going at four, though. I mean, Sandlot's a classic. I'd be fine with that. That's fine. So you, what are your thoughts on having the Bad News Bears and the Sandlot over the natural. I, would I didn't have the natural on my list. It's a good movie. But I think these movies are better. I'm getting downvoted here. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think so, League of the Rooms is better than the natural. Also. I do too. Agreed. Agreed. Love that movie. If you wanted to have a League of Their Own somewhere at four maybe, and then something else at five, I would do that too. <laughs> yeah. This is tough. Yeah, this, I, just, I, don't like, I don't like this. We all have to agree. It's hard. Yeah, well, that's why I wanted to do it. I just, um, my childhood is going to take a real hit if Sandlot's not on. <laughs> We're going to push Scott back years of progress. Um, yeah, I mean, Benny the Jet Rodriguez was who I wanted to be when I grew up. All right, I, I, all right, I will say Sandlot number four. I agree. I'm fine with it. All right. Okay. Ant's making a lot of concessions here. <laughs> well, so yeah. am I, Scott. God damn it. <laughs> uh, and then sounds like Bad News Bears is at five. And then the rookie at five. <laughs> I, I, all right. You know what? You've convinced me. I'm going to watch that movie. It's, probably, it's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I have literally, I have literally not seen that movie since I saw it in theaters as a child. It's when a that, great flick. When did that, I remember? Just remember in the trailer. Remember, like the, what's the one big shot? Is him throwing the the fastball past the traffic? Yep. Uh, the like, traffic, it says like yeah, sixty five, but it was broken. It was ninety five. Yeah. Oh man, Dennis Quaid. 
I will say that is peak Dennis Quaid. He's never looked better in film. Yeah. I like Dennis Quaid. I just oh same. Jaws 3D. Come on, changed my life forever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could do. Oh, I'm smelling a whole Dennis Quaid centric episode here soon. I'm fine with that. Oh, wasn't shit. Dennis wasn't Dennis Quaid in our sexiest men conversation? Uh, on like episode one. Yeah, with the Ray, Rene Russo thing, right? Yeah. We, we're just big Dennis Quaid fans. That's what why movie? I think the, what um, movie is that, though? Oh, boy. I don't remember off the top of my head. 2002, that movie came out. Yeah. All right, what's going at five here? Uh, yours, mine, and ours. That was the... That was the tie-in. Um, Scott, what did you just say to me? I said, what's going at five here? Uh, I'm fine with the Bad News Bears, to be, to be honest. It's either that or a League of Their Own. And? I would vote Bad News Bears. All right. So there you have it, folks. The official top five baseball movies of all time, according to Laurent LeShawn Scott Mann. At number five, we got Bad News Bears. Number four, The Sandlot. A childhood classic. Number three, we got Major League. Two, Field of Dreams. Number one, Bull Durham. I love Bull Durham. Oh, uh, it's so good. I mean, think about the three act. You've got three actors, arguably all in their prime, right? So the 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 rewatchables podcast I listen to on the the Ringer Podcast Network. They talk about Apex Mountain. And I got to tell you, Susan Sarandon, Tim Robbins, and Kevin Costner, that, that movie, that, that year that movie was made, that could be all their, their Apex Mountains. An astounding film. Yeah. Was Kevin Costner's in two of the top five. <clears throat> yeah. And, I mean, to a lot of people. Oh, he's in the top two. <laughs> yeah. He's in the top two. And if you put For Love of the Game in there, which my grandmother, Dolores Faulkner, would put For Love of the Game probably number one. She has an unhealthy obsession with Kevin Costner, but uh, it did not make our top five. It, I would say it's in the top for the for the love of the game. I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. I watched it. I watched it like a couple weeks ago. But Bull Durham's got it all. It's got baseball action. It's got sex. It's got really steamy sex uh, and comedy left and right. Yeah. So it's got it all. It Sometimes you win. Really Huh? It tears at the heartstrings a little bit too, you know. It does. Oh yeah. It's got oh, yeah. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it rains. And Kevin Costner has to like retire. It's kind of sad, you know. No one, yeah. no one wants him anymore. Yep. Got a little bit of everything. What a film. Anyway, so that that concludes our official ranking of baseball movies. Uh, and the last segment of our episode. So, uh, guys, do you have anything uh, left to say? I'm excited to get back on the wagon here and recording some episodes. Yeah, yeah. do we want to talk about some of the stuff we have dropping soon in terms of logos and things like that? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, no, yeah, a couple of exciting announcements. I think, and I forgot to mention this at the earlier, uh, at the top of the episode, but we are going to be pushing out. I know quarantine is kind of coming to an end. We're in this weird spot, but we are going to continue to record episodes weekly. 
uh, and drop them for your enjoyment. So I know we started as a quarantine distraction podcast, but it could just be the greatest thing you listen to for the rest of your life. So uh, more to come on that. We do have an awesome, I would say a bitchin' new logo dropping this week. Uh, guys, I, I got the final art uh, from our designer today. So we're going to talk about it offline after the, after the episode here. But uh, look out for that on the Facebook, the, the, the social media platforms of today, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter. Uh, we're going to be on all three here very shortly. Um, but yeah, just more exciting stuff uh, coming from the Rant with Sean Scott and Ant. We're toying around with a couple different new episode formats uh, to cover what we always cover, um, television, movies, sports. Uh, and also, you know, we have, we've set up a Gmail account too. So if you want to email us with any uh, recommendations on uh, either a, a movie to review or to walk through or any topic regarding TV, movie, or sports, email us at therantpod1 at gmail.com. Again, that's therantpod1 at gmail. Looking forward to uh, a great year of podcasting with you guys. Looking forward to it too. We'll drop the social media accounts next week once we're all set up with the new logo. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Like and subscribe. You know, review us wherever whatever you want to do. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. All right. So with that, I think uh thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the baseball content. We hope everybody is just as excited for Major League Baseball returning to our television sets uh uh this Thursday as as we are. Um with that I say Go Angels, go Bucks. Go Mets. Go Mets. Thanks again for listening, folks. We'll see you next week. Take care.